Hello, and welcome to the Rainbow Chaser. I'm Terry Power, and today I'm going to be reading episode 8. Glamour Girls is my title for it. Um, the Rainbow Chaser is a podcast that I started about, I want to say about a month ago, and I'm slowly reading the tales. I'm calling it The Rainbow Chaser, Colorful Tales from a Struggling Actor, and I'm uh, really just you know, going through my, my diary of a time um, when I'm reflecting on what I was doing as an actor in Los Angeles uh, almost you know, 20 years ago. And uh, this is Glamour Girls, and it is going to get into some adult content, so I just want to uh, put that out there in case um, there are any young people listening or people who really kind of don't want to hear about this stuff, but uh, it's not too bad. I'll just say that. Uh, but I'm calling it Glamour Girls, and you'll soon find, find out why. Although I was getting work as a background actor, it often resulted in long hours for minimum wage and wasn't a reliable income. I was seeking something more steady and lucrative. I found a few ads seeking a professional makeup artist with their own kit and was hired by a photography studio that did glamorous shots of mostly middle-aged female Angelinos. Saying glamorous shots and hiding the name of the place in the company. <laughs> but if you know, you know. <laughs> it was only a part-time gig on mostly weekends, but it helped boost my resources at the time. The pay was about $20 an hour, and I received a small bonus if the women I made up purchased a package of their photos. Most of these women were divorcees, and from low-income families. Often the session was a gift from loved ones, but the initial shoot and makeover fee only came with two 5 by 7 photos from the shoot. If they wanted more, they had to buy the package. This is where I worked my magic. I made sure to not only make over their faces, but I also did their hair and nails. I provided several options for hairstyles so that they had lots of different looks to choose from in the photos. Often the women enjoyed their makeover and photos so much that they couldn't decide on any one or two shots of themselves. And in these cases, they opted for a package deal and I was rewarded for my hard work. I really enjoyed the job and wished that I could have more hours to work. The women were always so grateful for the opportunity to be treated like a superstar. And I loved to pamper the women that I knew were mostly neglected. Unfortunately, I started to suspect that the photographers were selling more packages than they were disclosing to me, meaning that they weren't paying me my well-deserved bonuses. My feeling was validated when my cousin came for one of my makeovers, took photos, bought a package, and I never received the bonus from that transaction. 
I approached my manager about it and they muttered an excuse that there was a ceiling to my bonuses. Oh, really? I didn't know that. This made no sense to me and, of course, just felt wrong. It was then that I decided to leave the job and look for something else. That's when I learned about the makeup artist position at Showgirls. Uh, the title is not of the of the place is not Showgirls, <laughs> um, but it's something similar. <laughs> if you know the area, you may know where I'm talking about because I do believe it still is in operation in Los Angeles area in the Los Angeles area. Showgirls. I had met another actor, makeup artist, on the set of a car commercial, and we talked about our experiences, and she told me that Showgirls was looking for a makeup artist for their dancers. She gave me the number and said that the manager paid well. When I inquired why she didn't want the job, she explained that she did it for over a year and liked it, but it was only part-time work and her boyfriend, now turned fiancé, didn't want her working there anymore. Showgirls was an exotic dance club. Now, I wasn't put off by that at all and thought that, if nothing else, it would be an interesting adventure. As an artist, I've always been a junkie for experiences, and this job sounded tantalizingly attractive. I called the, the manager, and he arranged an interview that evening. I remember it all went super fast. As I left the set when they cut the background talent, and I headed straight to the club. When I arrived at Showgirls, I entered through the front door and had a had to circumnavigate the clients to find the manager. It was intimidating at first, but I soon adapted to the exotic dancer environment. A uh, security guard by the name of Mac saw me and immediately approached, asking if I needed help. Mac was a very large mi mixed race man that stood about six foot four inches tall. I'd guess he probably weighed in at about 300 pounds and had huge shoulders and biceps. Clearly some form of bodybuilder. Later, I would learn that his nickname was the truck, as in Mac truck, and that he was a protector to all the women at the club. When I first met him, I explained who I was and why I was there on my own as a woman, single, in an exotic dancer, <laughs> dancing club. When I first met him, uh, he, was, he was very nice, very approachable, but he did think that I was there auditioning to be a dancer, and I laughed as I corrected him. He smiled, revealing his dimples and softer side, and then escorted me to the manager's office. The manager was a friendly guy, a bit 
rough around the edges, as you can imagine, but amicable. Um, I don't remember his name at all. All these years later, I, can't, I couldn't tell you. Um, but I recall that he asked me if I wanted to dance. And even though I was a dancer and a gymnast, um, I wasn't interested. He said to let him know if I changed my mind because clean girl next door types like me were in high demand. I blushed at the thought of dancing for strange men, topless and wearing only a thong. Ah. But I quickly pivoted to the conversation uh, on topic, which was the makeup job. The job entailed arriving at the club in the early evening and doing the dancers' hair and makeup before they went on stage. This would be very easy for me. So I was already kind of doing this, right? With the photography studio. With the glamorous girls. I would also, however, need to do body makeup to cover their tattoos and any bruises, etc., so that they looked clean and pure. I took the job, and on my first night's work, I ran out of body makeup. There were just so many marks to cover on these girls. That's probably the strongest memory I have of this time. Making up the girls to look like they didn't lead the lives they did. What I mean by this, as you can probably imagine, is that almost all of them took drugs. Some of them had crack marks I had to cover and had violent relationships with their men. Bruises were abundant. Sometimes they had grab marks on their arms and even marks on their cheeks or eyes. Often they were high on God only knows what or drinking incessantly backstage and nearly passing out in my makeup chair. I had to get them coffee and try to sober them up. That was also one of the requirements of my job. I became like a best friend as they told me their woes, invited me to their homes, parties, and even hit on me. A few tried to encourage me to dance, too. I made sure to pack tampons and toiletries in my bags and always had extra tissues, toothbrushes, band-aids, and even clean underwear for them to have if needed. It was a tough gig, emotionally, but the girls always tipped me well and the money overall was pretty good. It was sometimes scary uh, when I left the building, particularly at night, but most of the time I could get the truck to meet me backstage and walk me to my car. Now, I didn't work at Showgirls for too, too long before I was offered another job. And that job was completely on the opposite spectrum of the entertainment industry.